Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. And now, here's your hosts from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie Lafredo. Hey everyone, this is Susie with San Antonio Restaurants, and of hey, course I Susie. am here with Alan yes. Williams. Hi. So we have an amazing podcast for you guys today. So excited. We have Chef Leo Davila, yeah. Davila say it correctly, <laughs> here with us um, from Sticks and Stone. And I am telling you, well, first of all, he has an amazing story, and I've had the pleasure to sit down and chat with him several times and kind of learn his history and and the passion that he puts into all of his dishes and all of those kinds of things. And I'm so excited for you guys to get to know him and his food and his story. Um, and then you are going to want to go to Sticks and Stone tomorrow after oh, yeah. you hear this, because yes, or are. today <laughs> after you hear this, because yeah. It's yeah exciting. yeah they are so welcome chef how are yeah. you welcome thanks guys appreciate y'all being uh inviting me on you know, excited to be here yeah absolutely yeah we're excited that you're here so sticks and stone is at 57 i what i read was 5718 b horsebuck is that correct yeah okay, correct. i wasn't sure if that was some yeah. kind of a typo in there but <laughs> b Wurzbach. so you're you're close to the corner of bandera and Wurzbach yeah. in that big shopping center you have sorry sorry at one end and then you're towards the other end yeah, right. so we're kind of in the middle of the plaza. Um, for whatever reason, it says we're locating it in African Mart. We are not. Uh, we're standalone. We have a sign. Uh, yeah, right there on that corner across from the Ancier dealership, right behind that abandoned Sonic and Bill Miller's. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sticks and Stone is a great restaurant. And before you had Sticks and Stone, you had a food truck called Catch the Wave. Yeah. And we'll get into that and uh, everything. But, you know, we're here today. We just want to learn about... The chef, because the name of the of the, our podcast is "The More You Know, The Better It Tastes," because we believe that whenever our listeners know more about you, and then they go to that restaurant, they're like, "Oh, I kind of I know this guy. I know the I know the place," and they're more comfortable, and uh, and it's more interesting too when sure. you go yeah, there. It makes and, every dish taste better when you <laughs> when you know that backstory. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, from what I read, you're a San Antonio boy. Yeah, born and raised. Um, you know, I. You know, the podcast name, just to speak on it, when y'all were telling me about it, when y'all were just an idea, mm -hmm. um, it's lovely. Mm -hmm. I, I love shoes. Um, so <laughs> Nike Dunks always come with a story. Um, and there's a couple of chef-inspired collabs, like David Chang is one of my favorite chefs. Sure. So, you know, his shoe is about his story and his everything. So when y'all oh, told oh. me that, I was like, oh, that's, that's how I feel it should be. Like, yes. the more you know about somebody, it's kind of like you identify them, you, you want to be with them. So yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, so first off for that, I love that's the awesome. name. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, born and raised in San Antonio, 
Antonio. Um, Susie's husband Jim came up with the name. Uh, so yeah, credit. we have to give him credit. That's off to Jim. Yeah. 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 Or he'll or he'll sue me if I don't give him credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, born and raised. You know, my parents are from San Antonio as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I love San Antonio. I grew up. You know, went to Taft High School. Uh, grew up on you know the side of town. My grandma's house is still five minutes from my restaurant, oh. so I'm very familiar with the area. Um, just wanted to come back and just be part of this San Antonio food scene. Uh, moved to Houston for about 10 years oh. and then came back and just wanted to be here. Miss my family, mm-hmm. miss my friends, miss San Antonio. I mean, yeah. I loved Houston. Houston was great, fast, a lot, learned a lot. But I just wanted to come back and just, you know, just do something special for the city and myself here. That's awesome. Yeah, San Antonio is a great city. We uh, both, me and, and Susie and Jim, y'all were, and my wife, Beverly, we're all from San Antonio, born and raised. And there's not that many of us left. No, are, <laughs> no, there really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do have an interesting story. What I read was that um, you, you're uh, multicultural. You're right. I read that your father is, is uh, Hispanic and your mother is, has uh, Chinese. Correct. Yeah. So I grew yeah. up half Chinese, half Mexican. And a lot of people ask, like, how did I cultivate my palate or where did it come from? And, you know, truth be told, you know, I didn't start cooking till mid to late 20s. But all my life, we'd go to the Chinese side of the family, eat, take home leftovers, go to the Mexican side, eat, take home leftovers. And in those summer days when nobody was at home, just trying to, you know, put those pieces together, you know, Mm -hmm. like savory, sweet, Mm -hmm. salty, spicy, and just really cultivated my palate. So when culinary came in the picture, it just kind of made sense. Yeah. And and, and that's, and you have such a gift for it too, because I mean, initially I remember learning about your restaurant and thinking, wow, Mexican, Asian fusion. Interesting. You know, I, I, then you go, well, well, actually, and I saw, I think it was right before restaurant week was the first time that I had seen your a menu. And so I, and I saw the dishes on the menu and I was like, Ooh, I put it on my list. Cause I was like, that sounds so cool. <laughs> I want to go and try that. Unbelievable. Really amazing. How talented you are in reference to Thank you. understanding how to put these flavors together and really create some amazing dishes. So anyway, just, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that it, uh, it it's a fun restaurant to go to and to try to different things. I mean, you have, for instance, stir fried chorizo, uh, right? I mean, stir fried Mexican <laughs> chorizo has been been on your menu in the past, and and the fried cauliflower, it's uh, it looks like little drumsticks. It looks like you're eating meat. <laughs> it does. And the barbacoa <laughs> chilaquiles are my new like obsession right now. So have you had? If you need to go have them, Alex, I, I haven't have had, had that. I've had oh the barbacoa. Gosh, so I've had the big red barbacoa, uh, big yeah. red tacos. Those are fantastic. Yeah, the kimchi bowl with the you oh, know, with the yes. chorizo. It just kind of like that's how I ate it growing up. Fried rice is a comfort food to me. You know, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. fried rice is when so good. Just having a down day, or that was like one of the first things I felt like I learned how to really cook and do really well at it. And you know, that was the first thing I kind of presented to my friends and family, and they were like, "Oh, this is good." I mean, that's probably what they said i don't know how it really was but you know that that and then adding chorizo to it just made sense i mean being san antonio like chorizo mm-hmm. and egg is one of my favorite tacos like why not put an egg on it and throw a chorizo bowl like it just made sense so it was it was interesting kind of that process when people would look down and kind of give me that nod like oh that does make sense yeah. i'm like i don't know yeah. it's very san antonio and very unique and yeah and and i guess part of you part of who you yeah, are right sure. well no it, it is interesting some of the some of the foods that you have on your menu do does it still come to you do you like you do you wake up and think oh i want to try this or i want to have yeah, this all, all the time um, yeah. you know I mean, it's a it's an obsession um i mean and it's a good healthy obsession sometimes it's not you know um <laughs> it, it's one of those things where that's all I think about, you know, I know a lot of us, a lot of people, um, especially with the restaurant group, it's a great place for people who love food mm-hmm. and like-minded to get together. Right. And I always have to laugh and I love, and I joke with these people who tell me about my menu. 
And I'm like, it's great. And I'm like, and they're always like, I love food. That's why I'm telling you. And I'm like, well, I love food so much that I actually do it for a living. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that and I And think it. about it all the yeah, time. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't stop. Um, you know, yeah. it doesn't stop. And it, it's it's a fun, like right now we're, we're finalizing, you know, Restaurant Week menu and finalizing some big events that we have coming up. And it's just fun to just see it, conceptualize it, put it on a plate. And it's like, oh, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of losses. Right. But those are just kind of like the next step to the win. Sure. Um, and it's a fun process. Yeah, it doesn't stop. That's cool. Well, um, I know you have been on television. We all saw um, was the Re- Food Network. It was the big restaurant bet. I was yeah. right in 2022. So that was fun watching you on, on TV. How did that come about? How'd that happen? Uh, so that happened, um, you know, literally I was, it was January, 2020. And I got this email from one of my culinary directors. Um, I also teach at the art Institute. I love teaching. It's my mom's a teacher. Um, kind of just that passion was instilled. I love just kind of helping the next generation of chefs, mm-hmm. Um, get their groundwork in. Sure. Wow, that's so great. I was there and I got this email and it was like, you know, casting, fill out this form. And I'm like, eh, you know, food network or big network because they couldn't really say. And I was like, big network. And I remember just sitting there talking to my my friends and family and they were like, fill it out, you know, just do it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, actually, you know, my girlfriend who's here today was like, at the time we had just started talking. She was like, fill it out. I was like, it was a Sunday night. I just wanted to relax. The deadline was like 12.01 a.m. I was yeah. like, all right, filled it out. And then, um, you know, the next morning I woke up to an email like, hey, jump on a call, Zoom. We need you on a Zoom call. Wow. Okay. You know, I was like, sure, let's do it. So, you know, how to go. Like, I remember like I hadn't shaved in like three days. I had a haircut. And I was like <laughs> trying to scramble just, you know, to look presentable. Um, that happened. And then everything was going down. I dwindled it down to like the top 100. Then it was a top 50 mid-February of 2020. We all know what happens that month. Mm-hmm, and COVID. all of a sudden, just everything stopped. Right. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, hey, keep us in the loop. Hey, the show might have changed. Hey, this might have happened. And it was like, okay. And at that time, we were catching the wave. So we were trying to do pop-ups. And like I tell people about my story, like, you know, 2020 was hard. We were, 2019 was an amazing year for us. Three major taco competitions in the city, and we won all three. Um, you know, current wrote, well, I was one of the top five new chefs in the city. Like we had a lot, a lot of momentum. We were private catering, private chefing in 20 homes, COVID hit, and it took all of that away. Wow. wow. And it was, so okay. you know what? So right there, that'd be a great place for us to stop okay. and take our commercial break and we'll come back and I want to hear about catch the wave because, and get caught up on that. And then we'll come back to, yeah, to, sure. to your story. All right. So. You know about the delicious seafood at Smash and Crab, but did you know they have a huge commissary conveniently located off Dezavala and IH10? Attention small restaurant owners, food truck operators, and catering companies. The Smash and Crab commissary is a superb alternative to purchase your groceries and paper goods for less. Plus, in their huge 3,500-square-foot commercial kitchen, they provide food prep assistance, mass production of your recipes, or you can do it yourself and rent kitchen space at an hourly rate. The Smash and Crab Commissary is here to help your food business succeed. Smash and Crab, they ain't forking around. Call 210-800-8499. That's 210-800-8499. And we're back. So you talked about... You at that time you were doing Catch the Wave. What is Catch the Wave? Yeah, so Catch the Wave um, was just I was working at a at a food manufacturer slash farmers market uh, cafe, and just wasn't happy. You know, I came from retail. My background is retail Lowe's, 
And, you know, I was fortunate enough to do a lot of great things with that company, but I just wasn't satisfied. So I decided, you know, me and my dad wanted to open up a restaurant. His experience was 16 year old manager at Taco Bell. You know, <laughs> we had zero. We tried. We failed miserably. Mm. Um, turn of events brought me back to San Antonio. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to take this serious, let me go to culinary school. Went to culinary school. Still was just like, I don't know if this is for me. Um, I was two quarters in and I just was talking to, you know, one of my best friends, Chef Williams, who was my instructor at the time. And, you know, he was just like, there's something. Stick with it. It's like, okay, you know, whatever. Like, I'll try, you know, like, mm. I guess, like, until I figure out the next step. And things just started to make sense. Well, then I got, you know, linked up with this food manufacturer, and it was great. You know, we have a product that I was on the R&D board for that's still on HEB shelves today. A lot of great things were happening, but I just felt like I was back in a retail environment. Mm -hmm. I wasn't creative. I was a cog in a wheel. It just didn't make sense to me anymore. So I took the leap of faith. And I ventured out. And the reason Catch the Wave came about was one day I woke up to 10, 12 text messages from my friends and family saying, you're not happy. And it was weird. Like, everybody at the same moment, like, texted me. It was an intervention. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, you're, fate. you're not happy. You're not yeah. doing it. Like, if you don't do it, you're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss the wave. And I responded to everybody, no, I'll catch the wave. And that's literally wow, how that came that's about. That's so cool. Wow. That name did everything for me times a million. I mean, I got labeled. I was, was I a plumbing company? Did I do pool? <laughs> did I do seafood? I mean, the name didn't make sense for food, but it made sense to like my journey. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So with that, awesome. you know, what they don't tell you is that don't open a business in January because oh. nobody has money from Christmas, right? Uh, so December, we opened like December 15th. We had a great two week run. We come back in January and we're making like $30 at a farmer's market, $42. Mm -hmm. And it's my sous chef Hunter and my little sister, Michelle, who are still on my staff today. Um, and they're engaged, you know, they're getting married this spring. Oh, um, cool. Couldn't be more happy for them. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I fostered love as well. So, you, know, you can add that to my resume. Um, add that, yeah. And, right. uh, and we were just going and, and, you know, Taco Fest came about for the current. And we had, I don't know, $217 in our bank account. And I said, you know what? This is probably it. You know, I had my mom, my grandma, who are my biggest supporters. But they were like, hey, do you think you should go get a job? Do you think you should, you know, cause they're worried. I mean, sure. of course. and I was like, yeah. And I was starting to believe it. You know, I was a little scared, a little worried. Um, we go, I said, you know what? I'm gonna put all the money into this festival. We do it. We win. And then the kind of the rest is just history. We go into another festival the next month. We win again. Um, was it one particular taco you're winning with? Yeah. So the taco, we, we pivoted to blue corn cause that's just my mm. favorite growing up. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my grandma would make blue corn masa and we'd have that. And I said, you know, not really anybody in the city's doing it. So let me switch to a blue corn tortilla. Um, did that. And then that one was like my like San Antonio in a cup. So it was yes. a smoked cream corn. So it was a, a loaded corn in a cup taco. Yeah. So smoked cream corn, cream corn topped with a hatch green chili picadillo. Oof. And then, you know, all the fixing on it that makes it, you know, my special. And mm -hmm. it just, it took caught like yeah. wildfire. Yeah. And you have that, that taco on your menu. That taco, yeah. Yeah. Really yeah the award-winning yeah. flight mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Um, yeah. at our, you know, it kind of just lets people know like the introduction. Sure. You know, I used to always joke and say, I sell tacos in San Antonio, how original, but <laughs> there's also it's, levels to tacos yeah. and different. Like mm -hmm. I, yeah. every day, like, you know, we'll go eat at Tacadilla and I love it. But there's also, you can have a little bit more gourmet style sure. without being pretentious, without being over the top. Just again, my passion, my creativity, my vision on a plate. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of that how they came about. And then in, again, a couple months later, we went another one. Current writes a couple articles about me. 
We start to catch like wildfire. Everything's amazing. We go to the taco truck throwdown without a taco truck and a 10 by 10 tent and win that one as well. Wow. Um, so momentum is great. And yes. then 2020 hits COVID and, you know, I was depressed. I mean, it, it really, it really was a straight gut punch and it was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was the most frustrating part yeah. to me is like, yeah. we try to preach control the variables that you can. And I couldn't control that one and everything got taken away from me. Um, but I have great people around me. We stuck with it. We bounced back, got into the starter restaurant and, you know, we've been rocking and rolling for 17 months and, you and know, so, um, sticks and stone. So, so catch the wave, then you, you transitioned into yeah, sticks so, and stone. so how did that name come yeah, about? So, so that- yeah, yeah. So sticks and stone came about, um, we were doing an event for the Spurs and they were like, Hey, we want something handheld. We want something just grab and go. So we were talking, you know, Kendra and I, and it was like, well, let's do skewers. You know, we like skewers. We like that. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And it was like, well, is there a name there? Let's start exploring it. And then it was like, well, you know, we wanted to serve everything in these stone pots, you know, clay, ceramic, stoneware. Like that's kind of my vibe and plating and, you know, the colorware and the scheme of those plates, the heaviness. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, well, you know, we kind of joke like sticks and stone, you know, won't break my bones. I was like, wait, is there a thing in there? So you know, Kendra sketched it out. I sent it to one of my good friends who, you know, is a graphic designer and Mm -hmm. he came back with almost the identical logo that she sketched. And that's how it came. And again, it's a fun and the, the, the blue around our logo actually is catch the wave. We're paying tribute to catch the wave, Yeah, you know? So it's kind of like that progression um, of evolution in our food and kind of in our company. Oh, that's amazing. I had not heard that story. Mm -hmm. That's a good story. Yeah, that's good. And so, yeah, so you're winning all these, all these awards for your taco. And then, um, you know, it, it all kind of stopped with, yeah. uh, with, with COVID. And, and so I, I can imagine that's a really hard time to, to start a restaurant, uh, and, and especially one in the middle of a shopping center like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you survive COVID? Did you do a lot of, uh, catering or, well, not catering because there wasn't any catering. Did you so do to go stuff? For the first half of 2020, we were just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like anybody. And then the second half, we started to do a lot more like backyard caterings to where people were allowing us to cater, allowing us to go back in their homes. And then, um, you know, Camille and Adrian of Sorry, Sorry, uh, you know, Chef Nicola and Neil of Jerk Shack were really great and big inspirational, like to push me and said, hey, they're such great people. This, All those that yeah, you mentioned, yeah. this restaurant, this restaurant just came available. Like you should go into there. I went and looked at it and I was like, mm, I don't really know. And they're like, just do it. Mm-hmm. just do it, just jump, just try. And, you know, without that encouragement, without that kind of just belief in somebody else believing in me, um, really just helped to push. Well, then we, we get the restaurant in 2021. Well, then Snowvid happens. So it's like, okay, you know, like, okay, universe, like, right. you, like what's going on here? Yeah. You know, I thought we were cool. Uh-huh. Um, and then again, it was kind of a slower start, but now, I mean, it, it's, we're very blessed very fortunate to have people, regulars come back, um, you know, parties, just, just everything. I mean, with the help of the restaurant group as well and y'all's posts and just all the positivity around it has really been good. And we're just prepped for a big 2023. Yeah, it's awesome. I brought some um, friends who were in from out of town and um, some locals even who hadn't been. And I said, they were like, Oh, where should we go? It's funny, you know, of course, being involved with San Antonio restaurants, that's you know, everybody asks you, where should we go? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm like, let's do, let's go to Six Stone. You have to try this place. It's unbelievable. You know, on and on. So we go and, um, the comments were, it was really cool to, to have these new people who'd never been there before and eating your food. And they were saying things like they were just blown away. They were saying, you know, this is 
like gourmet food, <laughs> or this is like <laughs> fine dining food, but in a totally different way. And they said, and 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 they, they were just blown away by you know this this little um, local spot. You know, you know, you're not in some big fancy building. You're not in some, you know, here's this little local spot who's putting food out like this. Um, they were just blown away by it. And I think that that's really, you know, kind of a, um, you know, at least right now, because I know that you have aspirations to move to different places and different mm. sides of town, those kinds of things. But you're this little tiny local spot and you put out some pretty crazy <laughs> food you know so yeah no thank you really we appreciate yeah. it i mean that's what we try to do just try to do something different but very approachable like mm -hmm. it's you know again like we grew up right we just said we all grew up in san antonio there's a million and one taquerias that i can recommend and even over my personal like breakfast food but then there's just sometimes you just want something a little different want something a little new san antonio has been great and we've also received a little bit of pushback which is interesting um, because it's just like, well, why is it this? Or why is it that? Or why did you do this? Or why can't I get chicken instead of cauliflower? Or mm -hmm. why can't I do this? And it's like, because you can get that around the corner. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I want to deliver a different experience. Like this is my art. This is my passion. Sure. And then visual too. Um, we, it was funny because yeah. we were, um, so you'll, you'll, you'll see, uh, we'll be releasing, um, Blanca Adalco. We, we just met with her and she was talking about her uncle who, um, had lost his sense of smell and taste. And so everything was visual. And so that's how he, and, and so that's something too, that with your food, it's very visual. And then, um, and then of course you have the, the flavors and the scents and everything to go with it. So it kind of hits yeah, all of sure. your senses. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And well, again, to reference chef Williams, you know, he was always like, just make good, just make good food, you know, culinary school. He was, everybody wants to, you know, play with tweezers and, you know, I get a lot of crap for, I love my tweezers and, you know, <laughs> everybody wants to plate with micros and do this. He was like, just make food good. So once I felt like I made good food, I said, can I make it pretty now? And that's kind of the model. It's like, we make good food, yeah. but we just make pretty good food. Oh. Now, a lot of times you'll go to restaurants and you'll just like, oh, it's gorgeous. And you'll take a bite and you're and like, well, like, eh, like yeah. what happened? Or <laughs> right. Was it more about the aesthetics of it than the actual execution? And we try to, we have to make sure those two things work. Yeah. It can't just be pretty. It has to taste amazing as well. Yeah. And, and as I've been on my foodie journey, becoming a foodie, through the years and and that's something i learned uh, about and i guess it's probably something that a lot of chefs have innate but at the same time it's got to be taught as well that it, it's not just the taste of the food it's it, it's got to have uh, the different textures have to be involved and some crunch some soft some spice some sweet it's got to look good it's got to smell good uh you know there's Definitely. all those things to make a good meal yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, you know, we earlier we were talking about some of the things that are on your, on your menu. And I remember uh, one of my favorite meals, maybe anywhere, is your big red uh, barbacoa tacos. And uh, it's really cool. But I like the story behind it, yeah. about how he came up with that. Can you tell that story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, big red and barbacoa, San Antonio staple. Um, I never realized when I moved to Houston how much of a San Antonio like staple that was because yeah. it was like first Sunday and I was like, where do y'all go get barbacoa? And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah, barbecue? What do you, yeah, what, do you, <laughs> like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, that taco is just really just, uh, just my childhood. You know, um, I wanted to do something different. Um, so we said, you know what, let's replace that water. 
Let's use Big Red instead. Let's figure out the ratio. Let's figure out the temperature. Um, masa to me. And so you're actually putting Big Red into the into tortilla. The masa, yeah. So we, we get our nixtamalized masa from Hacienda. Um, they're California based and they source it from Mexico. And, you know, so the tortilla, the masa really does matter. Yeah, that that sure. masa really takes it to another level. Um, and then there's different hydration levels of how hot the soda is, how cold the masa is. And, you know, one thing about me as well is my little sister is celiac. So side note, I was a bad big brother. I mean, a, a lot of chefs in their industry are cooks. They hate allergen tickets. We hate it. Mm. Um, and, you know, kind of like a twist of faith. I also became, you know, have a wheat sensitivity, so I can't do flour. So when I started this, I was like, let me make a corn tortilla so good that you forget about a flour tortilla for that moment. Not saying your life, yeah. but in this moment, sure. enjoy this corn tortilla and be like, I didn't even need flour. Yeah. That to mm. me is a major accomplishment, especially in the city of San Antonio where so yeah. many homemade tortillas mm, are amazing. Cool. Yeah. Um, so from there, you know, we infuse, we take this big red, throw it into the masa, have this beautiful red hue. Um, and that was just kind of like the innovative portion of it. Mm -hmm. The barbacoa, you know, growing up, whether my grandpa made it, we'd always go low and slow for two days. Sometimes he would start wow. prepping it on Friday. It'd be ready on Sunday. You know, he had to go to church in order to come eat at the barbecue. He'd have all of his, you know, friends and family there. Um, so then the barbacoa, then the next stop is pesto. Well, my mom does not like onions and cilantro. <laughs> so we took that, we blanched the cilantro, we blanched the basil. Uh, we kind of do this hybrid of pepitas, uh, pecans, and a little bit of um, walnuts in there just to bring it all together. Parmesan cheese, Asiago, a little bit of Oaxaca. So that's like the green part of it. Chili, the audible salsa is one of my favorite salsas. Just smoky, nutty, aromatic. Um, aromatic. My grandma used to make that all the time growing up. Everybody, when I say I throw queso fresco on there, they're like, you throw cheese on barbacoa? And I'm like, yeah, it needs that saltiness. It needs that brininess uh, yeah. to just to tie it all together. And then my favorite part is just to pickle watermelon rind. My yes. grandpa, every Sunday, mm -hmm. had a watermelon. And we'd have watermelon, corn tortillas, big red, barbacoa. Um, and so all of that is just kind of all in one. It always makes me laugh when people are like, no watermelon, Ryan. I was like, you've never heard of that before today. Just mm -hmm. ask for it on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you've never had it before. Don't miss it. You yeah. know, um, and it just, again, that acidity just cuts through that heavy fat content. And it's by far one of my favorite creations on the menu. And so when you put it all together, it becomes Leo Davila's <laughs> whole childhood on a plate. Absolutely. You know, it's, just, it's just me on a plate. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it's that story. It's that vision. And that's how all of our dishes really come about, whether it's coming from, you know, Chef Kendra, Chef Hunter, and even my sister, Michelle, who mm -hmm. banged out some amazing gingerbread cookies um, this holiday season. It, it really is us. Yeah. So when we present something, we're not presenting something because corporate told us to. We're sure. presenting something because it really came from, from a special place. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So did your influences um, initially, it came from family? Yeah, everything family like that, that cream corn, my mom's done that cream corn for, I don't know, last 20 something years of my life. And I, when we had an opportunity to do that in a taco, I said, well, let's smoke it. You know, let's do something different. Let's put yeah. a little bit culinary twist on it. Mm -hmm. And that's how everything just kind of started. It was like, you know, I want to do something and how can I make it my own? And what did I absolutely despise growing up eating? And then how can I make that a fan favorite? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, very interesting. Oh, you have to tell us. Yeah, well, this is going to be year of the molas, if y'all are. Ah, yeah, we, interesting. We, okay. Yeah, we have four molas already in the works. Um, Titans of Tailgate, we're going to, you know, kind of debut a special special item. Maybe restaurant week, but for sure Titans of Tailgate, we're going to debut a special item. And then that's going to kind of launch like our year of the molas for me. Ooh, oh, that'll wow. be amazing. Yeah. Wait. So what else, what do you have for the future? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you, do you, where, where do you want to be? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, you know, it's crazy, right? We always set these goals five, 10 years. 
Five years ago, I had no idea I'd be at this level. Five years ago, I didn't even consider myself a chef. It wasn't even until a few, you know, four, three, four years ago that I actually felt cemented in this world, right? And I guess um, you start winning all those awards. Yeah. And think, hey, maybe I'm good <laughs> so at maybe, this. Yeah. Well, even, even at that time, if you go back and look yeah. at these photos, I'm wearing a polo. You sure. know, it was one of those, like, yeah. I really felt like I had to, you know, pay my respect, earn my dues. And then, you know, I can kind of have big knowledge as a chef in this world. So sure. 10 years, um, you know, five, 10 years, I want to have multiple restaurants, multiple concepts. Um, I also want to help my people. Like Chef Kendra has some amazing ideas. I want her to grow under my umbrella to where she didn't have to start from ground one, right? Mm -hmm. She can start at level 10, right. right? She's not starting over. She started from experience. Same thing with Chef Hunter. He has a lot of amazing ideas mm -hmm. and I want to help him, you know, really just grow that. So I sure. just want to be fully sustainable. You know, when I say rich, I say rich in the fact that if I want to take a vacation, we can take a vacation. If we want to take a day off, we can take a day off. There's a lot of times right now that we just, the grind doesn't yeah, stop. Sure. It's every day because if we don't do it today, it doesn't happen. So I just want to live comfortably, take care of my parents, take care of my grandma who have been amazing to me. Just take yeah. care of my friends and family who have been there when I'm in a dark place and they're like, no, you're okay. You're going to make it. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to return all those favors um, throughout the years and just, you know, cement myself in this culinary that's world. Great. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Something I, I always like to, to find out, because I'm, I'm interested, you're around your own food food all day long, <laughs> every day. When you're not, when your restaurant's closed or you have some, uh, some kind of a day off and you're going to go out, where do you like to go? Where, whose food do you like? That's always a tough one, right? Um, because it is so much all the time. What we do is we do a Sunday dinner with my team. We do brunch. Uh, 10 to 3 every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we reset inventory for the week. And then we go eat out as a group. Oh. And that's like kind of like a non-work, nice. right? Like it's like leave the work talk at home. We can talk about food, but I don't want to talk about Six and Stone. I want to talk about us. Yeah. Um, so some places that we love to frequent um, is going to be, you know, Sijuan House. Oh, yeah. I love what Christina is mm -hmm. doing. She's sure. amazing. Sure. Um, you know, we've been able to stop at Jerk Shack. They do amazing oh, things. Yeah. Um, fried chicken. <laughs> trying to think where else we go. Uh, we go to Al Carbone mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or cool. Don Jose Pues Asado. So just kind of mm -hmm. just those comforting homey stuff that, yeah. that we like to eat at. Mm -hmm. um, those are really our main. If my team every Sunday, Chef Hunter, you know, shout out to him. He'll always say, are we going to go to Chama today? You know, I'm like, no. And every <laughs> Sunday he asks me that for that one time when I'm like, you know what? We had a great week. Let's all go to China. Right, right. You know, to so, um, yeah, I mean, and other than that, I mean, it's really just home cooking. Yeah. I mean, we just try to just cook for ourselves, try to try to get that quality meal in mm -hmm. that re-inspires us to why we're doing this. Because sure. um, a restaurant is a restaurant. The home is a little different. We get to be a little bit more creative, take more liberties. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of. No, that's a little bit different, though, because like, I don't know, did you see the show The Bear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that. And, and so when, when he's at home, what's he eating? A bologna sandwich. Yeah. So and you're not one of those chefs that's home eating bologna sandwich. You're no, creating. 99% of the time we are. Uh, you know, 99% <laughs> of the time. There's no time. For there, there's just no time. It, yeah. It's it's like, you know, two eggs and bacon. You know, like that's like a, that's like a staple. Um, you know, uh -huh. I'll take my biscuits home and we eat the biscuits. But, I mean, yeah, it's really just at the end of the night, you know, it's like, you know, ashamed to say or not ashamed but it's taco bell you know yeah, sure. burger king just something quick and easy just yeah. so that we get substance in and start moving you know mm -hmm. something that moment. i thought was so cool um th that we chatted about uh, in the past was you, the connection that you guys that you have like so for example um you mentioned you know um chef um yeah you, you 
So who were some of the chefs that you mentioned sorry, earlier? Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, Camille, yeah, Camille, Camille and Adrian. Yeah, Camille and Adrian uh-huh. and Latoya. And you mentioned, you mentioned several. There's, there's such a cool community of um, chefs that, that really network together and you guys all help each other and you're, you know, have each other's back. But it's kind of neat because you guys all have, have a history together too. Yeah, for um, sure. And so what, it's so neat that, you know, you guys are all such amazing chefs yet you have, and you all have this history, you know. It's like, how did yeah. all these amazing chefs yeah. end up Didn't coming? Didn't she go to school with yeah. Camille? Yeah, so actually, Camille actually went to high school with Camille. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I thought. From sorry, sorry, yeah, yes. Went, went to high school with Camille, and then I'm leaving somebody out. You know, Chef Caesar has been. Yes, oh, Caesar. he's amazing. amazing has yeah. been, mm-hmm. you know, was a major catalyst in that 2019 year that you know awards were being won and stuff was being recognized. And met him at an event, and you know, we had only talked maybe once or twice before that, and he was like, "Hey, you should do a pop up." Um, so his Monday pop-up series, you know, I'm going to call him legendary for 2019 because mm-hmm. Keenan from Smacks was doing it. Um, and I drawn a blank, a couple other people, but he had a lot of people in the community that were doing these Monday pop-ups. So without Caesar, you know, again, taking a chance on somebody and without Caesar allowing me to really just figure out who I was as a cook, um, you know, I don't know if I'd be here. So, I mean, Caesar's been amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of cool. Like all of these relationships, there really isn't anything like petty. There really isn't no, like everybody wants to help each other. Like I want to see them win. I feel if they're busy, then we'll get busy and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're just pushing San Antonio yeah, food. Like exactly. I think that Houston, mm-hmm. Dallas gets so much credit Austin even, which cool. I agree. There's some great Aust- restaurants in Austin, mm-hmm. but also I feel like why not us? Yeah. You know, like why, like why, why aren't we on the scene as oh, much as yeah. they should be? And, I, it, and we're getting there. We we're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I, I truly, um, from, you know, the, what, what we hear, um, from all kinds of different people is the culinary scene in San Antonio is just exploding right now. Yeah. So, and you're a part of that. Absolutely. So Sticks and Stone is at 5718B Wurzbach. It's close to Wurzbach and Bandera in the same shopping center, same same shopping center as Sorry Sorry. And uh, you are one of our gold approved restaurants for San Antonio restaurants. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, you have both the, the wheel, the spin the wheel, and the uh, scratch and win. So if you're a member of the San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club, you have an app on your phone, and if you spin the wheel, you could win a 10% off your meal, 15% off your meal, maybe a street corn app, the Jap J appetizer. Am I saying that correctly? Jap J, yeah. Oh, Jap J. I always see it on your menu, and I, I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce yum. it. So, what is that? Explain what that is. Uh, so it's a, it's a sweet potato noodle starch. So it is a glass noodle. A lot of people think it's a zoodle, but it's not a zoodle. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually the starch of the sweet potato, and then they make noodles out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we, we have that blanched. It has a beautiful sesame spinach in there that really just highlights and accentuates that dish, as well as caramelized veggies, and you have a choice of protein, finished with toasted sesame seeds and a little bit of and and you mentioned the street corn. Um, it's it's totally different than probably what most people think in yeah, reference to street corn. Sure. So can you also just tell a little talk yeah, a little bit about that? Kind dish? of one of those like you know um, had a culinary mentor that was like you know eighty percent um, conventional, twenty percent aspirational, right? So this is like my twenty percent aspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, that dish is just again growing up barbecues on Sundays. We had corn all the time, uh, whether it was mayo base, salt, pepper, um, some sort of chili. Um, so that one is just like. 
a representation of just get eat it with your hands. Mm-hmm. Just let's go right into it. Eat it with your hands. Has green goddess on the bottom, plated salsa matcha, a little bit of pesto, queso fresco, pickle red onions, uh, roasted pecans, and a little bit of uh, paprika dust. It's so mm-hmm. yum. It's one of my faves. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. A plate. Uh, yeah, that one is, is like very. It's like, so pretty and cool looking. Unless we're busy on a line and I have like six of them up, then it's like, why did I put so many? <laughs> <laughs> my team tells me all the time, like, how many components are on this dish, chef? And I'm like, sorry, you know, yeah. sorry, so, yeah. it all you know. works. I mean, every, it has it, to. Yeah, it, yeah, it has to. It, it has all to works. all work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so finishing in the, the, on the wheel, you could also win a specialty taco or any dessert. And then with the scratch mm-hmm. and when you 10% off the meal, 15% off the meal, the street corn, the Jap appetizer, especially appetizer or dessert. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, but it's a, the scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and we thank you for being so generous too. I mean, oh, those are amazing. great things. I mean, yeah. For, you know, Any of those things yeah, to we've win. Had, we've had a few people come in. You know, it's really nice. Um, yeah, it's you know, fun. even sometimes, you know, it's kind of just one of those things that they come in and, you know, we always joke and say, like, if we're in a good mood, you know, sometimes we'll comp their drinks. I mean, it's yeah, just it's so for nice. being a part of it, just so that they know, like, hey, there's other perks. And it's not all about getting something for free sure. necessarily. But, mm-hmm. you know, just coming back and being a regular. Exactly. Yeah, we want to we want to give a reward back to our members that support local restaurants yeah, because sure. that's what we're all about is local restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, you know, if, if you're not already incentivized to go to that restaurant just from, you know, seeing all of the crazy, amazing food in the menus, you know, and, and if you're able, if, if this incentivizes you to, you know, because you're going to go and, and maybe win something free, just do it. Go do it because that that's it. Once you go and you try the sure. food, then you're, yeah, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Well, time has flown as yeah, it seems oh, to do. Can't believe it. Always. We never uh, get to everything. I know. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you more about you being a teacher. We didn't get there. So we'll have to have you come back and, and talk about that. And, and you're one of those guys that you've always got something new happening, all, all kinds of new stuff going on. So when we have you back, you'll have a completely different story, sure. <laughs> yeah. different foods and everything else. So thank you for being here today. We appreciate yeah, it. No, yeah, thank you all thank so much. You. It was fun. Appreciate yeah. You. So uh, we do appreciate you coming. And Sticks and Stone is at 5718B Wurzbach Road. And we will have another guest next week. And so be sure and tune in again to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes. Yep. On all of your very favorite streaming services platforms, it's there. So That's right. You can find us Spotify, on Spotify. Apple, yeah. Google, everywhere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Susie? Thanks. Another good day. Have a great day. Thank you, Leo. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, guys.